or what is the reason for possible podcasting podcasting but don't know how do you want to make money from your podcast do you want your podcast to be broadcast on various platforms you have one single answer to all your question anchor anchor helps you to create and edit your podcast it shares your podcast across various other podcasting platforms like spotify breaker google podcast all you need to do is anchor this cannot record your podcast and anchor does the rest anchor the one stop podcasting platform for you morning welcome to another episode of history under your feet today we take a look at the life of one of the greatest indian freedom fighters ever lokamanya bal gangadhar tilak the man who influenced a generation of revolutionaries who was an inspiration for many a freedom fighter whom the britishers regarded as the greatest threat ever they called him the father of indian unrest born in ratnagiri to gangadhar ramchandra tilak a sanskrit scholar and teacher himself he was a brilliant but equally mischievous student too independent in nature and not awed by authority this was the reason why he was not exactly the teacher's favorite and he never accepted injustice meekly there was this anecdote about this class teacher once seeing groundnut shells scattered in the class he demanded to know who did it when none none answered decided to punish everyone with two strokes of the cane however bal refused to accept the punishment saying he did not listened later the class and this made the teacher more angry to the extent of sending him out of the school bal's father had to come the next day and convince the teacher that his son indeed never ate anything outside he grew up listening to the stories on the 1857 revolution of people like jhansi lakshmi bai nana saheb and tatya tope from his grandfather who was in kashi at the time the valor and courage impressed bal he hoped soon to go to pune when he was just 10 as his father was transferred there it was a new phase in his life shifting from a small town to a large city Pune at that time was a major educational center called the Oxford of the East for its colleges, schools, and universities. He joined the Anglo Vernacular School where he was able to get a good education. Sadly, his mother passed away soon, and his father, when when he was just 16 years old, Bal was still a matriculation student. Then he took the full name of Bal Gangadhar Tilak after his father and joined the Deccan College. He felt that having a good physique was equally important and began to exercise regularly. Even his food day intake was regulated and he took active part in all games and sports. He became an expert swimmer and was equally good at wrestling. Soon he got his BA in 1877 and later got his LLB too. Bal was good at academics as well as physical activity too. With his academics he could have easily got a job like many others and serve the British. Howard Tilak decided to dedicate his life for the country and he felt that first one must inculcate the concept of swaraj people should be able to make feel the thirst for freedom and patriotism had to be nurtured and that meant an education that would make people take pride in being an indian unlike the current western oriented education system that made educated indians look down upon their own country he got support from his classmate gopal krishna agarkar who decided to fund sir such an educational institute they were joined in by the great marathi writer vishnu shastri chiplankar himself a teacher he wished that the younger generation should receive the kind of education tilak dreamt of and soon the three great men joined hands to create the educational institution of their dreams the new english school was the result of their dreams and with its success the deccan education society was founded in 1884 and a year later the ferguson college was founded 
The seedlings planted by Tilak, Agarkar and Chipunkar had now grown into a banyan tree that was spreading out its branches. Both Tilak and Chipunkar put in their efforts into the school, not even driving drawing salary for the first year. With the school and college well established, Tilak turned his attention to other tasks, awaiting the people and especially the youth to the rebels of British rule and inculcating the spirit of nationalism. And that resulted in Tilak starting the Marathi weekly Kesari and the English weekly the Maharata. Kesari soon became popular and Tilak used it to spread his ideas on nationalism as well as expose the evil British rule. Though Kesari, Tilak exhorted every Indian to fight for their rights and start up to the tyranny of the British rule. He managed to spread the message using very simple language that an ordinary person could understand. When Shivaji became the Maharaja of Kolhapur, Tilak wrote a series of articles in Kesari, exposing the shabby treatment given to him by the British, and this aroused the indignation of ordinary people and underscript Kolhapur. The government arrested Tilak and Agarkan on charges of inciting passions, and he was sentenced to four months' rigorous imprisonment. It was getting tougher for Tilak. He had to quit Ferguson and the Deccan Education Society over differences with management on the salary raise. An institution which he nurtured and raised, he had to leave, and which was nothing more, more sadder. He was not getting much profit from the Kesari and Maharata either, and too proud to work under the British, he began to take up classes by himself to earn a living. It was the period between 1890 when he resigned from the Deccan Education Society to 1897 when he was arrested that would mount Tilak's character and value system too. He took the British head on now. He was now the leader of thousands. He organized the Ganesh Puja on a large scale as well as the Shivaji Maharaj Jayanti. His intention was to foster a sense of community among ordinary Indians above feelings of caste class religion. Soon he became a member of Pune's Municipal Council, the Bombay Legislature and an elected fellow of Bombay University. He was actively into politics now. In the midst of it all, he published his maiden work, Orion. His idea of inculcating nationalism and community spirit to the Ganesh Puja and Shivaji Jayanti is working. As people participate together overlooking difference of caste community and class. When Femin broke out in 1896, Tilak asked the government to help the distressed farmers. He published in-depth news of the famine in both Maratha and Kesari. The British government was indifferent to the plight of those affected and revenue was collected forcibly. Tilak began to expose the indifference of the British government in his magazines. He exhorted the people to question the government on their failure and indifference to the whole famine. However, instead of responding, the British government actually went ahead and decided to celebrate the Diamond Jubilee of Queen Victoria's reign. From the same time, Pune was in charge of a, in the grip of a severe plague, and the officer in charge ran adopted harsh measures that included parching into the private quarters of people's homes, pulling them out of their beds, separating infected people rudely from their families. Enraged by the actions, two brothers, Damodar Hari and Balakrishna Hari, known as the Chapika brothers, really dragged and assassinated them, and both were arrested and hanged for their act. Tilak took on the government more strongly than ever with a series of articles titled Has the Government Gone Mad in the Kesari? His fiery writings now made the government officials concerned and they decided it was a threat. The government put a case on Tilak, accusing him of abetment to murder in the Rand case and arrested him in 1897. Charged with sedition and slapped with charges of disturbing peace, Tilak was sentenced to one and a half years rigorous imprisonment. Put in a dark cramped cell and filled with mosquitoes and bugs and given coarse food, he was subjected to the worst ever indignities. He had to make mat ropes and mat and ropes from coils, fingers caught blisters. His spirit was however not broken and he wrote his landmark book architect home in the Vedas in prison. And finally, on pressure from other leaders and scholars, the government released Tilak from prison. Released in 1898, Tilak had by now become a hero. People rushed on the streets to have a glimpse of him. His portrait began to be worshipped in the homes of people. He was a national pan-Indian leader now. Soon he began to spread the message on Swadeshi through newspapers and lecturers. Travelling all over Maharashtra, Tilak exhorted people to boycott foreign courts and buy only Indian ones. 
Foreign clothes were burnt in a bonfire. Local jaggery was used. Cotton mills, paper mills, factories by Swadeshi entrepreneurs were started. Swadesh Swaraj national education was the next motto, and soon the feeling spread like wildfire among the masses. The government was looking for an opportunity to curb Tilak and soon found it. The wife of a rich man, Baba Maharaj, complained that Tilak was misusing their trust money. Once again, the government conducted a sham trial and he was arrested, handcuffed like a common criminal. Coming out on bail, Tilak fought a long battle for justice and was finally rewarded damages after 14 long years. When the Globe and Times of India alleged that Tilak incited people to commit murders, he sued both of them and made them apologize. When Bengal was partitioned in 1901, massive protests broke out against the arbitration. A district magistrate was assassinated, assassinated by a younger revolutionary called Kudiram Bose, and one of the main leaders, Arimbindo, was handcuffed and taken to the police station like a common criminal. Anyone suspected of Anyone suspected of using explosives could be sentenced to 14 years without any proof. As Tilak put it, it was unfortunate that bombs are being made in the country, but the responsibility for creating a situation in which it has become necessary to throw bombs rests solely on the government, and this was due to the government's unjust rule. Tilak criticized the repressive measures in KSV under an article, The Country's Misfortune. The government now decided that Tilak was too dangerous to be left free any longer and charged him with sedition. Arrested on June 24, 1908, Tilak was sentenced to six years rigorous imprisonment in Mandalay in Burma. He was in his 50s by then a diabetic and the sentence angered many a support office as well as many Western thinkers. Once again in Mandalay, Tilak was placed in a cramped prison with just a cot, a table, a chair and a bookshelf. Placed in solitary confinement, his room had no protection from the heat or cold. He spent time reading and once again wrote another book, Gita Rahasya. He also learned German and French in prison and followed a simple routine. Every morning he would pray to God chant the Gayatri Mantra and do his daily rituals. It was around this time his wife too passed away. Released and back in India on June 16, 1914, Tilak received a hero's welcome in Pune. However, by this time a rift had come in Congress between the extremists and moderates. Tilak had edited the extremist action that also had Lala Lajpatra and Bipin Chandrapal. However, with attempts to unite the two groups failing, Tilak quit Congress and started the Home Rule League along with Annie Besant, G.S. Kapate and S. Subramanya Iyer. He went from village to village explaining the concept of Swaraj. For Tilak, Home Rule meant one thing. An Indian should have as much freedom in India as an Englishman has in England. He began to tour the north, first Lucknow, then Kanpur and declared boldly, Swaraj is our birthright, we shall have it. We want equality. We cannot remain slaves under foreign rule. We will not carry for an instant longer the yoke of slavery that we have carded all these years. Swaraj is our birthright. We must have it at any cost. When the Japanese or Asians like us are free, why should we be slaves? Tilak even toured England and explained the miserable conditions of the masses under the British rule. The Home Rule movement was further intensified and he won the admiration of the Labour Party members too. When the Jallianwala Bagh massacre took place, Tilak further intensified the struggle touring all over India. However, the constant stress took a toll on him, but by June 1920, his condition began to worsen. And on August 1st, 1920, the great man was no more passing away in sleep. A veritable ocean of people surged to have a glimpse. Mahatma Gandhi, Lala Lajpat Rai were among those who carried the funeral buyer of Tilak. A man of honesty, integrity and sympathy was no more, but he would be an inspiration of many a revolutionary and freedom fighter. Tilak's, it was sheer test and Mahatma Gandhi still to to Tilak on passing away someday talk. He used a steel-like willpower for their country. His life is an open book. The Lokomania is the architect of new India. Future generations will remember Tilak with reference as a man who lived and died for their sake. Naman to a legend of the Indian freedom struggle.